Mind Your Farm Business on realagriculture.com is brought to you by RBC Royal Bank. What comes to mind when you think about risk in your farm business? Prices dropping below a certain point, possibly. Maybe hail coming through and not getting a crop. Welcome to episode 17 of Mind Your Farm Business. I'm Kelvin Hepner, and today we're going to head to Purdue University down in Indiana to the Center for Commercial Agriculture. They've put together some tools and a website to help farmers with identifying and assessing, going through a methodical, comprehensive process basically opening eyes to business risks that uh, we maybe haven't thought about. Jim Mintert is the director of the Centre for Commercial Agriculture and he joins us to talk about the process that they think all farms should go through and very few actually have of taking time to uh, sit down and intentionally figure out where a farm is exposed to risk and then figure out strategies how those risks can be managed or even turned into opportunities. All right, we have Jim Mintert of Purdue University joining us here on uh, Real Agriculture. And Jim, we're talking about risk management on farms. And uh, as farmers, I, th- I think uh, we often identify commodity price risk, as uh, as is the situation for, for many farmers south of the border in the U.S. right now, as one of the main risks to a, a farm operation. How uh, how do you approach it when you're when it comes to defining risks to a, to a farm business? Well, and you're right, when when we visit with people about what risk they face on their farm, the first thing that pops into their mind usually is commodity price risk. The second thing that tends to pop into their mind is, is some combination of, of yield risk and, and weather risk. And, uh, you know, those are clearly risks that we face in production agriculture, especially crop agriculture. But there are other risks that we face. You know, we face business risk, financial risk, and strategic risk. And so we wanted people to think a little more broadly about risk um, and what they're exposed to. And I think the second component of that is that even when we start talking about some of those other risk components to people, there's a tendency to think, well, yeah, but there's there's not much I can do about that. And from our perspective, we wanted people to want to recognize some of the risks they're facing out there and then also recognize that they can um, identify some strategies uh, to deal with some of those risks and, and manage some of those risks, uh, perhaps in ways they haven't previously thought of. So that was kind of the motivation for, for doing the website uh, and pulling that information together. It was um, a topic that typically doesn't get discussed very much in agriculture. It does get discussed a fair amount in the business literature, but not so much in agriculture. And we wanted to kind of bring it home uh, to the ag sector. So is this kind of, uh, we have risk as, as this broad, maybe uh, generic word in, in that sense. How, how do you bring it down to a level that it's practical for, for a case-by-case kind of situation as, as farms are? Well, on, on the website, we do a little bit of teaching. So there's a little bit of uh, instructional material that we've tried to put together in a, in a pretty easy-to-read uh, kind of a fashion, so it's not it's not downloading a bunch of white papers uh, or publications. It's just some screens that walk you through some some things. But so, for example, on types of risk, you know, we've got business risk, financial risk, strategic risk. And we kind of walk you through that and, and help you categorize that a little bit. And then in terms of teaching it, once we once we maybe illuminate some of those key categories, uh, the the primary teaching tool on the website is uh, some case studies, and the case studies are a combination of 
some things that we wrote on our own and also uh, based, in fact, on, on some real-life uh, farming operations here in the Midwest. And so the case studies have a written component to them. They give you some background with respect to what's taking place on a particular farm, uh, the challenges they face, and then literally have you walk through that case study and, and kind of put yourself in the, in the shoes of the manager of that particular farming operation and allow you to start making some, some decisions uh, with respect to that farming operation. And then we supplement that with some videos. Uh, so we've got some, some interesting videos on there uh, where individual farm operators actually talk about some of the risks that they face in their operation and how they've, how they've chosen to address them. So to get into that, you mentioned business risk, financial risk, and strategic risk. Those are the, the three main categories, commodity price risk, weather would fit under under those, but uh, so would interest rate risk and uh, human resources, some of the other things that we uh, maybe haven't thought of as as frequently. Yeah, so if you think of business risk, we think of you know some of the classic things, and probably at the area where where maybe people are more familiar with would be some of the business risk things. So production risk, price and market risk would fit into that business risk category. But you've also got some other things, some relationship risk, uh, maybe a technology risk. Are you keeping up with technology? When I think about relationships, one of the things that people tend not to think about in agriculture, which is really important, are the relationships that they have, um, for example, with landlords. If you're in a cropping operation, most cropping operations uh, um, have a significant portion of the land that they manage is actually leased. Um, and there's a tendency not to pay too much attention to those relationships, but the reality is those can be very important um, and can have a big impact if, if something goes awry in a particular relationship. Uh, you've got legal and regulatory issues to think about. Um, you mentioned human resources. Um, that's a risk that we tend to overlook pretty often, uh, whether it's the risk of uh, something happening to, for example, one of our business partners, uh, a family member, maybe a key employee. Um, you know, what would we do if something happened, that person either left the firm uh, or, or perhaps maybe had an accident or, or had a, uh, uh, was unable to continue operating uh, because of health concerns? You know, how do you, how do you deal with those kind of issues? Those things happen all the time when you look at the industry in a, in a broad spectrum. Um, on an individual basis, maybe it hasn't happened on somebody's farm or maybe it hasn't happened to one of their neighbors that they're familiar with intimately. But if on a broader basis, we see this all the time. And, and the challenge is to, to think about those things in advance and then have a plan in place to say, well, if this happens, what would we do? And, and actually think it through to the point where you have a pretty good idea with respect to how you would deal with that particular aspect of it. So those are, those are really new concepts for, for a lot of people in, in agriculture. Um, when you think about financial risk, and that's actually a topic we've spent a lot of time on this past uh, a few months and actually to some extent the past year and a half because of the downturn in profitability in crop agriculture. So we, we talk about things like you know, what, what kind of risk do you face um, on the financial side? You know, what's your debt situation? How levered are you? Uh, do you have interest rate risk? Um, you know, we're, we're currently in, a, in an environment where we're still at uh, pretty close to historic lows uh, for interest rates. Um, what would happen if that changed? And, of course, that's been a discussion here in the U.S. with changes in the Federal Reserve policy. Um, you know, what's your working capital situation? What's the risk of your working capital eroding over the next several years? That's a topic we spent a lot of time on in a lot of workshops this winter. 
because on a lot of cropping operations in the U.S., you know, we're looking at, uh, particularly on land that's cash rented and, and corn and soybean production, in many cases, those, uh, those acres will probably incur a loss uh, in 2016, and in some cases, they incurred a loss in 2015. And, you know, what's that doing to your working capital? What's that doing to the liquidity of your business? Um, so there's a number of things you can think about there. And, and then, once again, start to develop some strategies to deal with those risks. Um, and then on the strategic side, you know, our experience is a lot of people don't really think about the strategic risk that they face. Um, and to some extent, and one of the key aspects of this is, you know, what, what are the external forces that could impact your business? Um, and there's a lot of things that could happen there with respect to uh, competition, um, could be some macro factors, macroeconomic factors. You know, one of the things that gets discussed here in the U.S., uh, again, with the presidential election, is where are we going with ethanol policy in the U.S., and what impact would that have on your operation? That's an example of a strategic risk that um, a lot of people really haven't perhaps thought about very much, but it's one they might want to think about. Um, so our challenge really is to get people to think about things that um, expose their business to some risk and ask themselves, how would I deal with that particular risk? And then the corollary to that is when you're talking about risk, there's also opportunities. So there's a tendency sometimes to think that everything about risk is negative. That's not true. Uh, when you think about risk, risk, the ability to withstand risk and in some cases take on risk uh, creates some business opportunities. In fact, you know, one of the things that, that we've worked on, on at some of our workshops this winter is to talk about how you manage your operation here in the short run, the next couple of three years perhaps, um, and making sure that you're positioned to take advantage of opportunities that are likely to show up in crop agriculture um, perhaps three or four or five years down the road. And so that's, that's an example of, of a really a combination of things, really some strategic, managing strategic risk and also managing financial risk. And so all, all three of those, and as you, see, you kind of see that on the, on the website, those are really overlapping circles. They, they're not uh, completely independent of one another. They do have some interaction. So. Mm -hmm. so those are the kinds of things we try and walk people through, get people to think about some things they haven't thought about previously, um, and, and get them to start thinking about how it applies to their operation. And those, those case studies help bring it home and make it a little more realistic. Now, you also outline a, a seven-step process for, uh, for analyzing risk, and, and one of those steps is assigning odds that each event might occur. Would you say it's, it's fair that uh, we tend to uh, assess odds based on, on history and, and what's hurt us in the, in the past or, or what's impacted us in the past that uh, our perception is, is influenced by that? Oh, very much so. And, and, you know, the challenge, again, is to think a little bit broader than just your own personal experience, but that's a reasonable starting point. Um, but you do need to be a little broader and think about, um, you know, for example, I'm, uh, a classic would be uh, maybe in my personal experience and maybe looking around at some of my neighbors, you know, we haven't had to face uh, any human resource risk from the standpoint of somebody got sick, got injured, or maybe a key employee left, uh, but it can happen. And you need to recognize that it's challenging to identify a probability for that particular event, uh, but you have to recognize that it could happen, and then think about uh, how would you manage that. And, and the likelihood might vary, you know, depending to some extent on current age, current health, um, 
whether or not you know an employee perhaps in the past has sought other opportunities and therefore might be a little more likely to leave. So you might have some additional information to bring to bear on it, but um, you need to be cognizant of the fact that just because it hasn't happened to you personally or maybe to some of your neighbors in, in the recent past, it could still happen. Going back then to what you were saying about risks also uh, coming with, with opportunity, really a risk should come with a, a premium for, uh, for carrying it? Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, uh, risk creates opportunities, and uh, there's a ratio there. There's a, re- there's a relationship between r- risk and reward. And if you're going to take on some risk, you need to make sure you're getting compensated for it. Sometimes, I think, in agriculture, we get a, uh, we're not fully cognizant of some of the risks that we are taking on and perhaps aren't really being compensated in a way that, that really makes sense from a longer-term standpoint. But the first step is to think about the risk that you're exposed to, and then and the second step is to think about is there enough reward here for us to want to take on this risk. Um, and that's usually, in agriculture, a lot of times that's, that would be focusing on am I in the right enterprises? Um, you know, for example, if, if I move into the specialty crop arena, uh, the rewards are, are perhaps greater growing various specialty crops, but you need to think about what the risk exposure is uh, as well, and not just think about the potential rewards. Um, you know, for example, you're thinking about it from a strategic risk standpoint, and, and starting to think about um, starting to think about it from a longer-term standpoint. You know, one of, one of your challenges there would be to think about um, well, how does this fit in from a risk management perspective? And, and you know, we've worked with some people that looked at it and said, well, I'm interested in some specialty crops, but only if I can um, access an insurance program to go with that. And, of course, in the U.S., we have federally subsidized uh, crop insurance available um, in, a, in a number of different ways uh, and a number of different crops, but not all crops. And so that might lead you down a path that says, well, there are certain specialty crops that I'm not willing to consider because there is no risk management program available for that. Mm-hmm. And that's where you break the, the different approaches for risk management into, uh, into four categories, avoiding uh, reducing, controlling, or transferring? Yeah, and so, you know, that's, and one of the things we tend to think of first is, well, how can I manage that risk? How can I reduce the risk? Um, but actually, you might think about ways to transfer risk. And so one of the things, you know, if you think about that, trying to bring that one home, um, one, of the, one of the challenges for a lot of people in crop agriculture today is the leasing arrangements tend to put a lot of the risk on the producer and minimize risk for landlords, and I'm thinking specifically of cash rental arrangements. Uh, with the downturn that's taking place in crop agriculture, and, and particularly in corn and soybean production, you know, one of the one of the difficulties we face is the cash leasing arrangements, particularly multi multi-year leasing arrangements, have really pushed all that risk, um, the revenue risk, uh, and the profitability risk onto the the farmer and really minimize the risk exposure from the landlord perspective. And so one of the big discussions now is, is there another way we could go about allocating this risk? And, of course, you know, you come back to, uh, on one extreme, um, crop share rental arrangements. But there's a, there's a, and on the other extreme, would of course, would be cash rental arrangements. And, but there's a whole host of rental arrangements in between those two, which would change the relative uh, uh, risk sharing profile across the uh, between the farmer and and the landowner, um, and so that's a case where you could you could transfer some of the risk, probably not all of it, but some of it 
uh, to another entity. And so there's lots of other strategies like that. But the first step, again, is to think about, well, how much risk am I exposed to? Um, in that case, you know, how much is, is the landlord sharing in any of that risk or am I absorbing all of that? And if that's the case, um, you know, what can we do to, to maybe perhaps change that relationship over time? Well, then speaking of time, how, how frequently should a farm go through this exercise of identifying and, and assessing risks? Well, for most farms that we've worked with, most farms have never sat down and actually done this in any kind of a comprehensive way. So, you know, the first step is to do it, do it once. The first time, yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's really, I guess, our message is to get people to think about this once. But you're right. Once you do it, um, it becomes easier. And actually, it's something you probably ought to revisit annually. Um, and particularly different components of it. You don't necessarily have to go back and, and go through every step uh, every year. Uh, but re- re- revisiting uh, things, having some discussions on, on a periodic basis is, is very valuable. And particularly as you're thinking about, uh, one, the risk you're exposed to, but then also the opportunities that might exist. And I think that's one of the things that we've been trying to get across as we visited with people in, in workshops and smaller settings is to think about, not only what we're facing right now in, in 2016, which for many operations here in, in the Corn Belt is pretty challenging, but think about what things are going to look like three and four and five years down the road and make sure you've got some, some ideas and some potential plans in place um, that would help you manage uh, and take advantage of those opportunities that might exist down the road. So it's, it's real easy uh, in any business to get rather myopic and really focus on the short run. And so one of the advantages of, of working through um, some of the information we've pulled together is it really encourages you to think about things from a longer-term perspective, which is really, really important. Yeah, it's e- probably easy to kick the can down the road to alleviate risk in the short term, but you might create bigger problems down the road. Yeah, and, and actually for a lot of operations, the decisions you take today could preclude you from taking advantage of some great opportunities down the road. And if you don't think about that ahead of time, um, you know, the odds of you being in position to really take advantage of those opportunities are not very good. All right. Finally then, Jim, what do you see on the horizon in terms of this this space, this risk management area for, for farmers? What, uh, what, what are the progressive farmers paying attention to, or, or what, do you, uh, what do you think they should be paying attention to? Well, that's, that's a great question. As we visited with people this winter, it's, it's, uh, at one level we've worked with some people who probably aren't fully aware of the risk they're exposed to with respect to some of the cash rental arrangements they have and the financial risk that's exposing them to. And so recognizing that risk and what it's doing to your liquidity and potentially your solvency of your operation is really important. For a second group of people that's already pretty well cognizant of that, they're maybe in the process of taking steps to to manage that. And by that, I mean, in some cases, they're looking at properties that they're concluding that uh, maybe at that rental rate, that's not a property I want to keep in my, my rental portfolio going forward. Um, they're looking at preserving their working capital and actually starting to think about, okay, in about two or three years, uh, as we start to have some changes develop um, uh, in terms of uh, relationships, in terms of uh, leasing arrangements, et cetera, in the community, am I positioned to take advantage of those opportunities? And I think those are really a couple of the things that people ought to be focused on right now. The first one is, is primary. Uh, that's a little more short-run oriented, obviously. And then once you start thinking about that, that also encourages you to start thinking about the longer term. All right. 
Well, thanks for uh, taking the time to join us, Jim. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. So hopefully this hasn't scared you, but maybe it's uh, a reminder to, hey, we need to do something about that in case this happens, in case something happens to me, in case that buyer or supplier goes under and we're in a bind for working capital or cash need to get paid, in case something happens to an employee, interest rates rise, a key market closes its border, the list can go on. As Mintert says, most farms have not sat down, ever taken the time to go through these steps comprehensively. You can find uh, the process, the steps, all the tools that he's talked about on uh, the Center for Commercial Agriculture's website if you uh, Google Center for Commercial Agriculture or go to farmriskresources.com. Thanks again to uh, Dr. Mintert, to RBC Financial for partnering with us on uh, the Mind Your Farm Business series, and thank you for listening. Kelvin Hepner, stay tuned for uh, the next episode in the Mind Your Farm Business podcast series. 